Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes. Today I am delighted to be joined by someone, anyone. Lawrence, I was stood up yesterday, sitting here on my Jack Jones for 37 minutes talking Celtic. Um, But, you know, there's worse things to do. First thing I'm going to say is, that is one cracker of a tracksuit top. I'm biased, but that is a belter. Yes, mate, you know, the old symbol of that island on the breast, you know. The only thing I would say, though, from the store, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And by the way, the link is below the video. What I would say, though, it's a, it's a cracker. But, I mean, that harp you might see on your pint glass and that pint of Guinness, 
would be a shocking combination with that white top. Oh, man, it'd be dangerous. Well, the, the, the Guinness harp is the flip of the official Irish harp. Right. So the case opposite ways are official stamps. Just a piece of information. You are full of um useful pieces of information Lawrence it's an absolute pleasure it's been a while since we've been on um, beyond the match day stuff there's loads to talk about we've got a massive game uh, you're a couple of years older than me not a great deal older than me but what are your memories of that 1980 uh, clash you know the two-legged affair against Real Madrid well, well Snoopy was standing in for Danny wasn't he that's Alan Snedden is it what yes. was his nickname Snoopy Snoopy yes I don't know why mate. no neither do I Different colour hair from Snoopy, so I, I have no idea why. But uh, then he went on the Hibs, didn't he? He, he, he did. He did actually. When I was growing up, I knew him more as a Hibs player, and obviously backtracked to figure out that he played with Celtic earlier in his career. But I think that was his kind of his moment as a Celtic player, wasn't it, against Real Madrid? Yeah, I think was it two seasons he spent at Celtic. I can't remember. You know, the wee guy, those things. But, but yeah, I think what a game he had against him, and obviously the, the late great Johnny Doyle. And, you know, it's, you know, we were a decent team back then, weren't we? It was, oh, we were. We were. Was kinda, you know, so that was the new era just after the Quality Street Kids, wasn't it? I'm trying to think of Lennox playing that game, yet, you know, because Bobby was still a one wasn't he? He was. Two. He was on the front cover, actually, of the programme. I remember Laurie Cunningham was the Real Madrid player on the front cover of the Celtic home programme and Bobby Lennox was the, the Celtic player that featured. Um, but when you look at that side, Lawrence, you're right in what you say, it was like a new breed. So you had a, a whole new group of players coming through. That was supplemented by the, the purchases of guys, mainly domestically, like Johnny Doyle, uh, but we also dipped into the English market to bring in Frank McGarvey um, as well. Uh, Snedden came through the ranks. He could play right or left back, but it was a game that was made for heroes. Johnny Doyle, George McCluskey. Um, if you haven't already picked it up, be certain to pick up the Johnny Doyle book written by uh, the good man Paul McQuaid. You'll find that on the Shamrock site as well. We've done a video with Paul a few months ago. It's on the channel. Check it out. It's an excellent book forward by uh, Joanna Doyle as well. It was one of the books though, Lawrence. It was a long time coming in the Celtic canon of literature, the Johnny Doyle book, wasn't it? It, it was kind of like it had to happen. We just didn't know yeah. who was going to do it. Somebody had to write it. Paul Stacey in the answer. Yeah, about half a mile from me. And he also organises the, the Johnny, or when Brendan uh, and the rest of organise the, the Johnny Thompson memorials, you know, the 80th and 90th walks. I suppose the next one will be 10 years time, eh? 100 centenary that that is something to plan that's for sure uh, Johnny Thompson nine years but yes so yeah Johnny Doyle man. But, you know somebody had to write it I can remember the news broke at school you know mm. right through the school Frank was he a 400,000 pound signing or something for Liverpool I mean he was big money back then because Fergie had him at St Mum yes. he was taking me Aberdeen mm-hmm I think Freddie told Frank, you know, you, you were the best pound for pound striker. Never had said he went up the road to Aberdeen with him. Was it as much as four hundred grand? I mean, I, I do remember it was the same fee. Mm-hmm. Celtic paid Liverpool the same fee that Liverpool paid Saint Mirren. So it was the exact same fee, yeah, and Liverpool didn't lose out on it. Um, Frank obviously was playing for a, an incredibly gifted Liverpool second string, but he became a wee bit impatient, didn't he? Came back up the road. Uh, Celtic mm. were always his team, you know, and um, he's one of the players, actually. Uh, you know, he had the more kind of flamboyant players around about him, 
people that got the attention, like Charlie Nicholas when he came through in the early 80s. But Frank done a lot of the legwork, Lawrence. You know, he done a lot of the dirty work. I think his strike partners, strike mm-hmm. partners have always scored loads of goals. Maybe not so many, many ones to the left Celtic, but if they played alongside Frank, they scored a lot of goals. Chalky, yeah. obviously Charlie, George McCluskey, you, you, you know, he, he done a lot for his partners, didn't he? He definitely did. And um, a great guy and hopefully doing well at this moment in time as well, Lawrence. When you meet me, always sticks up for Charlie saying, you know, it's all right, people saying you left too early and Apparently it was something like 10 times the wages Arsenal were offering. He said, you know, it's just no comparison for Arsenal offering to what Celtic offered them to stay. I do remember um, speaking to Kevin McKenna, fantastic journalist who used to work for the Celtic View. He's now a kind of political uh, voice commentator, fantastic writer. He edited the Celtic opus. That was some job, I bet, you know. You see the size of that thing. (laughs) He edited that. Um, He also edited the Quality Street Gang, probably a a slightly easier job. And during that process, we used to meet up in a place in Glasgow called Sarty's and we would meet for a wee bit of lunch, cup of coffee and all that stuff. Which one was two? I know, I couldn't tell you, mate. It was always the same one, though. It was the one that was kind of like down the stairs. I don't know if both of them are, right? But it kind of was underground level, if you like. Um, and I remember one being on the corner and one being in the middle, but I can remember both kind of being. Right, it was not, oh. it's definitely not in the corner. The other one you got some stairs to it, so maybe there's a fourth one, I don't know. I don't know. Someone in Glasgow will be able to correct me, but it definitely was not on the corner. And uh, we were chatting about the Charlie Nicholas thing because he had interviewed him a number of times. And um, I don't know if Charlie said this directly, but he didn't want to leave. That was the old Celtic board that, you know, they'd never seen what 750 grand looked like before. They thought, we're cashing in here. It doesn't matter what you want to do, Charlie boy. Um, but I think the biggest thing was he, he obviously chose the wrong destination, didn't he? He went for the kind of yeah. bright lights of London. I think the board made a, an offer to him that he could only refuse, you know, mm-hmm. stay for next thing on money or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or move on. So, yeah, but, you know, any time you meet Charlie Canoe about the town, he's... Happy gets picture taken and only girls with picture taken and talks with Celtic, chats away. So, Charlie, yeah, Charlie gets a lot of stick, but you know, he, he's Celtic through through, Charlie, isn't he? He is a Celtic fan, there's no doubt about it. I know that a lot of people don't like his uh, punditry, that's for sure. Uh, I've seen more of Charlie in his second spell at Celtic, um, and there was a brilliant season that he had under Liam Brady, um, scored 25 goals. But in that particular season, People like Charlie, Sean, as did Mike Galloway had a great season. By the way, we're totally digressing. We're playing Real Madrid tomorrow night, by the way. We're talking about Mike Galloway in 1991, playing for Liam Brady, but such is the way. Um, Yeah, fantastic top that Lawrence is wearing. If you want to buy one, then click on our store. You can also buy the Shamrock top and a few other bits and bobs on our web store. Link is under the video. I want to start today... uh, Lawrence, and by the way, I need to bring up as many comments as I can because these guys and girls got me out of jail yesterday because I had no, I had absolutely no buddies. Uh, I was a bit of a uh, McGraw, no pals at all. Uh, I was actually stood up. It was the best excuse ever from James. I'll let him explain it next Monday, but it involved Halloween and probably alcohol. But James couldn't make it uh, yesterday, so he cried off. But, you know, he got out of his bed so late, Lawrence. I mean, by the way, there's no secrets in the world, Axon. Got out of his bed so late that we were finished. Uh, so Kev Graham jumped on and helped us out. The first discussion point, Lawrence Connolly, is Kyogo and Hatate left out of the Japanese World Cup squad. What's your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I, I, I thought Kyogo the way, it probably leaves better. Actually, you know, he, he's over in Japan and it's closer mm. to the ground. 
Mm-hmm. But they, they must have some squad if they're, if they're leaving them both out. Yeah. But, you know, Rio, I thought, it's shown up. I think he's going to be player of the season this year if he can, continues on. Either him or Greg Taylor, but, you know, I, I think Rio. For us, they, they, they must have some squad if they're leaving them both out. Will it benefit us? Well, not in terms of selling value. You know, if they get a little decent performance at a World Cup, the value was up. But, yeah, it'll probably benefit us keeping a hold of them for a wee bit longer. Mm. Maybe there won't be much interest yeah, after a World Cup. So, I'm not really that bothered, mate, you know. I'm, I'm with the canton of this. Is it, it, it isn't a real World Cup, is it? You know, this has been bought by dubious means and uh, yeah, stadiums built over bodies. It's not... Mm, yeah. Is that football as we know? I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. what's become. Who knows me? There, there's certain levels of football that have basically just chased the dollar. We know that, Lawrence, for sure. And I remember the World Cup being a very special tournament, you know, and you used to look forward to it. Um, not just because Scotland were in it, because obviously we did qualify, I think, for five in a, on the bounce, didn't we? Five in so, a row, 74 right through to 19. Voted best defender in the world. Undiagnosed yep. diabetic. Mm-hmm. Was it nine pounds over the course of the World Cup and still voted the best in the world. So, yeah. if, if he had been dying with a hand and got diabetes, he might have been the best player of the tournament then. Mm-hmm. You know, couldn't, couldn't some of his performances would have been better. Uh, yeah, 78, Alan McLeod, mate. I remember mm-hmm. that one. 82, Naranjito in Spain. 86, Mexico, PK. And, yeah, Chow, 90. Chow. Yeah, we've got the Italian bag out there. Um, Strachan scored in... We did. Mexico scored on the goal, that was there. Where's Jimmy? Mm. What were SAP thinking? But hoops in my shorts. Up. I know. They suited Paul McStay. Yeah. They did suit uh, the hat at that time. Uh, the, the, the story I always go back to about the 1982 World Cup, Lawrence, is that George Best is playing in America at this moment in time. Bobby Murdoch is the manager of Middlesbrough. Um, Bertie Peacock, who was an older player when Bobby was coming through at Celtic, gets in touch with Bobby Murdoch. Bertie Peacock, by this point, is the assistant manager in Northern Ireland. And he says to Bobby, um, I want you to sign George Best and get him fit because I want to take him to the World Cup, 1982. Um, George Best spoke to Bobby Murdoch. Imagine they two guys in the same room. They shared a, page, uh, a pitch a few times. Um, and the stumbling block was that his then partner didn't fancy Middlesbrough. Wanted to stay over in the States. If he had got to Middlesbrough, got fit over a six-month period, Lawrence, he'd have been in the squad for the World Cup. The man would have graced the biggest tournament on earth. Was this post or pre-Hipsties? Um, post, because he scored against Celtic, didn't he, in 78, yep. I think it was, yeah? Aye, so this I is post. I can't remember the year of that. I remember scored against us. Late 70s, yeah. So this is much later. I think... George Best, check his wiki, right? But he would have been about 36 at the time, you know? Um, um, was it Norman Whiteside? Who else was in that moment? He, uh, he was a young player, yeah. It was Billy Bingham that was the manager at the time, wasn't it? Or was it Jerry Armstrong? Aye, it wasn't Jerry Armstrong. Yeah, Jerry Armstrong was playing. Yeah, he would have been playing. I remember a goal uh, against Spain. That was Whiteside. Anyway, imagine Georgie Best. Um, Bobby Murdoch was up for it. They were struggling. They were trying to get out of the relegations on. Didn't quite happen. There's a couple of different views on the Kyogo and Hitati um, omission from the Japanese World Cup squad. David Boyle comes in. Uh, welcome to the show, David. Thanks for getting involved on the YouTube channel. Having Kyogo and Hitati fit and ready to play after the World Cup is a massive boost, although it is a pity for the players 
themselves. You do want to see. So this is the thing, I guess, the balance, Lawrence. You want to see the best players playing on the biggest stage. Totally. The club are going to be looking at that. You get paid, don't you? You get a fee for every player that's, yeah, that's playing. There's a potential that, you know, potential suitors, the value of your players, etc., etc. But the flip side of that is that they're actually going to have a rest. Um, I say a rest, obviously, they'll be going over to Sydney. Um, and Urban Culture brings that up to say that our fans over in Australia will have the opportunity to see them. So, pros and cons, I'm pretty sure the players are disappointed based on this season's forum. I think probably Hatati would be extremely disappointed. They must have some midfield. Yeah. But um, also Kyogad. I mean, we spoke yesterday, Lawrence. I don't think he's had a bad season. I think he's had a bad patch. Um, yeah, but he's yeah, a quality yeah. player. Yeah. He's played through his back amongst the goals. Uh, I mean, I suppose the only thing the news has done, I'm probably not going to buy that pink and green Japan top that came out now. I was thinking, you know what, I'll get that. But, you know, if, if we're not taking them to, that'll teach the Japanese FA, you know, then maybe think about these things in, in relation to shirt sales, that one sale they could have made in Melbourne. Yeah, that one sale, absolutely. Um Lawrence, normally on a Tuesday, I'm not on the show, but uh, most of the acts on team, maybe half of the acts on team, if not more, are all in Madrid, lording it up, having a wee swally, mm. posting all the pictures on social media. You and I are left at home. I hope they behave themselves, mate. You know? I hope who, who, who would be the most likely not to behave themselves, Lawrence? It's, it's hard to see. I think Declan's a, a dark horse. What do you think? Declan? Uh, yeah, well, you know... He's young and carefree, is it? So you never know. He ain't a senior tender up staying out there. Who knows? Who knows? Magnet67, welcome back. You're commenting on YouTube. We are 18 short of hitting 19.8 thousand subscribers on YouTube. So if you haven't already subscribed, Get yourself on there. You can get notified of up-and-coming videos. The Axom team are looking to recruit a new member of the side, Lawrence Conley. We've had a couple of people get in touch about the videographer stroke video editor position. So I'm pretty sure we'll have even more video content. There's quite a lot in the archive and in the vault that hasn't been used yet. So as soon as somebody comes in, we'll start getting that filtered onto the channel as well. Magnet hey, 6... Fifteen days time. It may be a lot of winning video content. Yes, well, this is the thing. This is the thing. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, we are we are nominated for an award. Um, I've just kind of been busy, but we are nominated for an award. Uh, Lawrence, you and I will be going down to Manchester. Indeed. And uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 last last year, um, I do remember a certain speech. Uh, no, it wasn't a speech. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
There was an interview that you gave uh, after it, which was the only interview following the winning of an award that was never actually screened. So you can make up your own mind, Lawrence. Can you remember that? I don't know why you like it. I don't think I understand a word. Yeah, you were a bit excited, which is understandable. It was great, wasn't it? And we caught up with our good pal uh, Douglas Beattie down there. Yeah, it was good to speak about this other day. Yeah, yeah. Was oh, yeah. obviously to catch up with him. Caught, caught with the Rotterdam boys as well. Remember, right? That's right. Yeah, we shared a, a very cosmopolitan table that evening, didn't we? There was people from all over the globe, and us too, uh, with a few others down there enjoying, um, just enjoying the atmosphere, I guess. And we're going to be doing it again in Manchester, and hopefully we can bring the trophy up the road. Uh, Magnet 67, afternoon, Axom team. Good afternoon to you. I tell you what, the Japan Japan team must have some quality before they can leave our two superstars out. Absolutely. But again, I mean, it's going to be disappointing. It always is um, for players to be left out of their international teams. But I mean, you look at some of the the Celtic players in the past who didn't have a sterling, I say sterling, they didn't win many caps for their international sides. I don't know what the attitude is in Japanese football. Um, A lot of the players you and I have maybe bumped into or spoken to over the years could take it or leave it. Yeah, I mean, I'm speaking about John Farnham. Yeah, no caps in it. Apparently the chance at one point for Scotland and then a, a few years later for Ireland, but it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I think a lot of Celtic players kind of just reconciled it themselves with, yeah, that there's certain criteria in Scotland that made it a wee bit harder for them to get picked. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think anyone would want to play a little cup, wouldn't they? You know, there must be players that regret not getting there. Like this best, for example, you know. Yeah, yeah. We jinky. We jinky yeah. should have played. Uh, he was in the squad, didn't get on in the finals. Um, and I think that when, even you look into the 1980s, Lawrence, where I always go to the, the forward players, but I guess you could do it. The Mexico 86 squad's a good example. You look at the forward players Scotland had at that time, or had at their disposal at that time, mm-hmm. and you had people like Le Petit Merd, Ali McCoist, uh, Brian McClare, Charlie Nicholas, uh, Frank McAvenny, Steve Archibald, all at the same time. You know, you, you had players like um, Eric Black, uh, Graham Souness, Paul McStay, Gordon Strachan. You know, all vying for a place in the Scotland team. But when you and Pat Nevin, of course, was there or thereabouts. When you're looking at that's just the offensive players. A lot of them didn't make a huge amount of appearances. I know Souness and McStay did, but a lot of the very, very talented Scottish footballers didn't make a huge amount of appearances because there were so many players to choose from back then. Yeah, listen, it was a huge amount. I mean, even if you go the next World Cup, the Ireland squad, you Tommy Coy, mm-hmm. Gavin. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, there was a few. There was Ray, Ray Houghton. Ray Houghton was part of that. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so there was a few Glasgow boys in there that. Bernie Slavin, Castle Rock boy. Bernie Slavin, yeah. yeah. Yep. So there was a few Glasgow boys that couldn't even get anything in the other Scotland squad and obviously ended up Big Jack picked them. But I see the, the statue just got there the other day. It's stunning. You do. You see a lot of them, Lawrence, and the um, there's been a few shockers, eh? Uh, but some of them they just don't really resemble the 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 figure, the the actual subject. But that is an absolute belter, a Jack Charlton. It's a cracker. Yeah, what money was it? Maybe it was Route One football, but what a game! Giant Stadium, New York, Ray Houghton. I remember an old VHS video. I need to dig it out. Actually, it's probably part of the old collection I've got uh, called Que Sera Sera. 
where they're following the Ireland team and it shows uh, obviously the camaraderie and, and the team morale that they, they take the bond that they had Lawrence but there was also like an amateurish kind of approach to a lot of things which was part of the allure it was part of the actual attraction of it wasn't it? I think so you know maybe it takes the pressures off of players a wee bit you know if it's too hyper focused mind you obviously Roy Keane would disagree and did in a, a few World Cups later but you know it's up to the manager to, to, to manage how he sees fit isn't it and if that's mm-hmm. the way he thought he got the best out of players and you, you know you'd find it hard to argue in what 88 Euro Championships was cracking for him wasn't it oh it was brilliant uh, that's when in terms of sponsored jersey as well and that meant that was so a local one for that so it was after that the local sponsor so that sponsored jersey looked brilliant for the old oh. Island Crest Oh, the jerseys were immense um, back in those days. But, I mean, you look at some of the players as well, the likes of Paul McGrath, for example, um, who was a world-class uh, world class footballer. Lawrence, no doubt. I agree with that. Uh, a couple of times. Paddy Lavery. Um, is Maeda the, the least talented of the three? Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, Paddy, welcome back to the show. Um, the Ardoin boys are loyal supporters of a Celtic state of mind. Um when you listen to Liam, and Liam knows far more about our Japanese imports than I do, because he's seen them for a number of years prior to them coming to Celtic, Lawrence, he uh, will stand by his assertion that Maeda is indeed the most talented of the three. Is it maybe, and obviously he has been picked in the squad, is it possible that we've not seen the best of him? So, when I, uh, or any time I've been fortunate enough to be on with Liam, he kind of flips it and says, look, the Japan, it's all about the team. Mm-hmm. perhaps you know maybe not the most individually talented but the most talented in terms of a team player and what he brings to, to the team so they're less about the individual more about team it's maybe a more rollerball style of football if you remember that film you know it was all meant to be about the team wasn't it not the individual so mm, yeah but anyway on Celtic performances yeah, I, I would say you know with the sell or lose one of them it'd be neither rather than Kyogo or Kyogo. But I think Kyogo top, and then I, I wouldn't put too much between Kyogo and Maeda, actually. But yeah, Kyogo slightly ahead of him. Well, on current form, I'd agree with that. But I think that the uh, Kyogo of last season, uh, and some of the moments we've seen last season, um, were just sublime from Kyogo. And I, I hope that, you know, the goal and him getting... It was a good, fantastic goal against Livingston last year. Our thoughts now he's second, Lawrence. Um, and then... You know, getting in about the goals again. I just hope that he gets back to his his best. Um, talking it off, Kyogo. Talking of goals, let's have a wee chat about the Livingston game. We've obviously spoke about it yesterday and after the game, Lawrence. But you've not had a chance to talk about it um, for a long time. That stadium and that fixture was a thorn in our side, but it looks as though we've got over that. The monkey's off the back for sure. Well, you know, I said last couple of visits we've had wins. Uh, it was really controlled. Uh, you know, Levy seemed to be physical, you know, hitting the players after the ball went or just jumping into them. We seemed mm-hmm. to be picking up cards really easy. I believe sports scene seemed to think Kyogo was offside even though he, he hadn't touched the ball. So there must be, yet again, a, a different interpretation of the rules for that. So I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, it was just really controlled. You never felt in danger at all. But I, I suppose getting an early goal does that, doesn't it? It's, it settles the team. You know, they're in control then. And it could have been more, but as comfortable as we've been for, for many years up there. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And again, we, we spoke um, in depth about the performances. We will be chatting about some of the performances with an eye on the game against Real Madrid, Walter or um, 
is in Madrid. Lucky you. Full of Tims. Well, that's exactly what you'd expect. Well-behaved ones at that. One of the videos that um, is in the, the vault, not the archive of the vault, it's not been shown yet, is uh, Jim Moore's video footage of Seville. So he, um, in his wisdom, took a camcorder with him, Lawrence, and he's got the whole shebang from the lead-up to the game, uh, Charlie and the boys playing live inside the stadium. He smuggled the camcorder in, and uh, we actually interviewed Jim all around that, so we're going to be showing the interview along with the archive footage. Uh, we're just waiting on someone else doing a wee bit of editing work for us, um, and then we will show that as one of our videos. Magnet 67, great top, Lawrence. It's, uh, yeah, one of the action talks, you know. Yeah, you can get it in green as well. You can, you get, can it. get it in green, but I've, I've got the, the the green with the white shamrock on it. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to be brave. I may not wear this to the pub, as you said earlier, just because of Guinness mishaps. But uh, <laughs> and, and the green's definitely made more for the pub. I've not got the yellow one yet, though. You know, no, the, you don't. The inspired colours. You need to get the, the Australian one. Um, you are just talking there about being in pubs and, and the spillage threat. Remember back in the day, you'd be coming, you'd wake up the next day having been in nightclubs and um, you, A, stank of smoke. Yeah. But there was always that threat of having a cigarette burn on your, your shirt or your jacket and all that kind of stuff. Change days, Lawrence. Indeed, mate. Indeed. For old guys like us, change days. Um, listen, I'm going to set you up here because... Quite a few of the Axon troops have been bigging up Greg Taylor for a while. Um, absolutely superb. Uh, yesterday I was asking the question, is he the most improved player under Ange Postacoglu? Lawrence Conley, you've always had a, a liking for Greg Taylor. You've always championed him on the show. What was it that you saw in him? Because, come on, let's be honest here, it wasn't always there, um, as evident as it is now. It wasn't always hitting his levels, but I think the potential was always there. Yeah. Just someone with that kind of dedication and work rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose you can see his mentality on the park. He was, he's that season. He wasn't one of the players that was hiding on the park. You know, he, you know, he's a young player and he, and he showed all the time for the ball. He always gave a hundred percent. And in most seasons, professionals, bigger names, let's say that, just didn't do that. You know, they went into hiding a lot of times on the park, which you know, it, it doesn't cut it, doesn't. It? You know, you, you can't kid people on like that and, and go into hiding. So, yeah, for Greg, you know, I think at left back, people are always going to go, is he keen to you, you know, that was it. Going, no, he's Greg Taylor, he's a different style of play. He maybe doesn't have that poster pace to get by. When do, when do we stop saying that about our left back? Is that when Kieran Tierney comes back? Because he said that he might. But I, I think it's when you, you compare anyone, mate. I think it's just like a bit of kiss of death, isn't it? You've got to judge players on their own merits, you know. Absolutely. Greg's assistants have always been up there. You know, so you're kind of going, well, what were you looking for? And because um, he doesn't bust past after the Latino, well, he doesn't need to, to get the ball on. He seems to be getting assists without mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Should, could we just judge him on, on that? Yeah, yeah it's... I, I, I always thought Taylor was cracking. Yet, you know, the people keeping out the Scotland squad are, are Robertson mm-hmm. and Taylor. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, you've got Aaron Hickey coming through also, who is well performing now, yeah. so, so well down south. So, Another player that could have been wearing the green and white hoops. To be fair, though, I get the Celtic to Hearts move. I get that, right? Because the kid wanted to move because he, he felt that the pathway was better at Tynecastle Lawns and it proved to be because he got into the first team. But Celtic did try. When he went to Bologna, Celtic were in the mix. They did make offers. They did try and buy him. It's not as though, 
you know, we missed a trick because we were slow to the party or late to the party or didn't go to the party. We did try and sign him when he went to Bologna. Yeah, it's... Listen, if you're, if you're at hockey, you've got to go home. My career's kind of went okay. You know, mm. Great experience abroad. Probably a wee bit less pressure on him out there. There's been a lot... Of, there's a lot of pressure on anyone at Central Celtic. So he's probably thought, you know, out there and now he's... he's Celtic's doing well down the south. Maybe he's also looked at, well, who am I going to get in ahead of? What's my competition going to be at Celtic? Because it is about getting minutes on the path, isn't it? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Got other players out there now getting minutes and, and getting the benefit. Look at Mikey Johnson, another goal. I'm going to I'm going to bring that. Well, you brought it up, so let's have a wee chat about it, right? Because Mikey Johnson, for me, is a player that has been spoken about time and time again on Axon, right? So he's come through the ranks. Um, just having a wee look at what he's been up to this morning. Um, so Mikey Johnson left winger, 23 years of age, time on his side, and of course he went to Vittoria Guimaraes, which is the team. We signed Big Amido Baldi from Danny McGrain's favourite player. Um, they're playing in the Portuguese top tier. And he has made six appearances so far, some in the Cups, three goals, two assists. But, check this out, 351 minutes played for his new side, which means that he has scored or created a goal, Lawrence, every 70 minutes. So you're looking at that, they're sitting fourth in the league, right? And it's a stroke, yeah, it's a pretty good league um, and you're seeing the clips you're seeing him he seems to be playing with a bit of freedom he's expressing himself I'm going to run through the players that we've got out on loan and I'm going to ask you be brutal do they have a Celtic future and I think that when you look at Mikey Johnson he is the big one I think with a big question mark because he's gone out there and he's performing so at this moment in time is it too early to say or is he doing exactly what you need to do if you want to come back and impress Ange well, yeah, he's got to be doing what you need to be doing because if he wasn't scoring and getting assists, there would be no way back. But, you know, when he first came into the team, it was a goal every four games, you know, 24 appearances, six goals, two seasons running, roughly that. And then the next two seasons, just injuries, injuries. I, I, I think that's what was doing it. A couple so, of changes to management didn't suit him? I don't know. I think, I, I, you know, I just gave, gave everyone a clean slate, but, you know, if you're getting injured all the time, and the, the, the boys that were coming in ahead of him were set, you know, Maeda, Abada, Yota, you know, they were certainly performing. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think there's still a chance for him, but we'll need to look at who we've got because you, you don't want to have six fingers, do you? So, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to be bold, Lawrence. A yes or no? Does he have a Celtic future? I'm going to say, Mikey, I'm going to say no. No. Right, we might come back to the show. I'm going to run through the other loanies. You brought Mikey Johnson up. And of all of them, he has shown some excellent form. Um, Vasilius Barkas, you may remember, was a £5 million purchase. Um, our now 28-year-old goalkeeper is playing his football at FC Utrecht in the Dutch top tier. Man of the match. Um, they're sitting in seventh at the moment, which would give them a European playoff place. He's made 13 appearances and had five clean sheets. But did we see enough when he was here to suggest he doesn't have a Celtic future? Is he a guy that is basically playing for a move elsewhere? Oh, I think he definitely is, isn't he? He's got either, you know, at the end of the rest, he'll either two or three years left in his contract with Celtic. So we need to hope someone would give us some money for, for him. But in the form he's shown, I know he was man of the match, you know, when I looked at it, the highlights really saved. I thought well, he should be saving those 
Would you say when he was playing for us? It's a different matter. But uh, he's, he's certainly backed it from some kind of form and hopefully we, we get some cash from him. The thing is, what, what cash are you getting back? It, it's almost like, you know, you might be looking at a million quid, something like that. If he plays well and he plays a lot of games, might might get a million pounds for him. Uh, Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Uh, you're cutting the losses, aren't you? Yeah, it's the liability. You're saving on the, the either two or three years, isn't it? So you're getting that, but he's off the wage bill. Yeah, absolutely. Liam Scales, a wee bit younger, uh, 24 years of age. He's playing at Aberdeen. He's made 16 appearances. He can fill in at left-back or left-side of centre-half. Never played there that often for Celtic. I think a couple of sub-appearances. Um, now, he's actually made more appearances for Aberdeen than he ever did for Celtic. There was a couple of games, I felt, in, in a Celtic jersey where he looked very good. I thought he looked very good in a few games. Remember his brilliant goal against Dundee United? We watched that game in here with Tommy Sheridan and Frank McGarvey. Um, but he was one of the guys, you, you looked at this season, you thought, he's not going to get many opportunities. He has to go, particularly with Burnaby coming in. He's went to Aberdeen. I think he's done okay. Does he have a future, Lawrence? Or is his um, transfer fee going to be a stickling point? Because we paid half a million quid for him when he came in. I don't think he was ever good enough. I know some people thought he was rivaling Greg for that left-back spot. My opinion, never. Don't think he was ever good enough. Uh, still don't think he's good enough from what I've seen it at Aberdeen. If he could get half a million pound back for, for him, yeah, I would take it. Okay, yeah, I think uh, it's Aberdeen. Half a million's a lot of cash. Adam Montgomery, who's also spent time at Aberdeen, he's only 20 uh, can also play at left back. Played a few games on the left. Was it left mid? Left wing back. Left wing back. He was a yeah. left winger. Then moved to left back. But, but I think going forward. He's... So Saint Johnston potentially got a mm-hmm. potentially got a bit of depend if Arnold wants to play a left wing back. And if he doesn't, yeah, it could be moving out. But, but I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see Adam get a chance. I'm going to say yeah, he's got a, he's got a future. 13 appearances for St. Johnson, scoring one goal. Um, one of the kind of forgotten men, I guess, is the smile of sorrow, uh, 24 years of age. I've heard a few people say we need a wee bit of metal in the midfield. The problem with sorrow was every time he went in with a bit of metal, we got a booking and then walked away with a big smile on his face. Um, he's playing in the Portuguese top tier. Uh, 10 appearances, right? They're sitting 10th of 18. 
I don't think he's setting the hell out of light. He's picked up four bookings in those ten appearances. That's no surprise, is it? The number six position, how many number sixes do we need? Uh, no. no future. Move on. Yeah, no future. Just take, take what you get yeah. and move on. Yeah. Osazi Uragidi, remember him? Centre back, he played one game for Celtic, I think it was at right back actually in Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 22 years of age. He is taking the same kind of path as Jack Hendry. He's went to Belgium uh, football, he's playing for Oostend. He's actually made 13 appearances, Lawrence. Uh, he only made one for Celtic, so he's playing in the Belgian top tier. I don't rate him. I just thought he was a big raw player. Didn't seem to have much about him in terms of the, the ball-playing style that you require to be playing in an Ange Borsacoglu team. Um, the only t- the only reason that wasn't a permanent move is because they couldn't afford them. So yeah. it, it went, he went um, on a loan. I don't think he's got a future. What's your thoughts? He's big, athletic. Hopefully he's better tactically because I thought he was all over the place positionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he hasn't, definitely, definitely no future. You know, there's rumours obviously of interesting JJ after the World Cup but hmm. if he gets sold I would like to think it's, we're going to replace him with somebody better than Irigidi so I would say Irigidi. No, no, I agree with you. Johnny Kenny came in as a 19-year-old. We bought him from Sligo, Sligo Rovers, and we've loaned him out to Queen's Park. Um, He's played 10 games, Lawrence. Hasn't scored for Queen's Park yet. He has scored two goals this season, but that was for the Celtic B team, uh, the Lowland League. So 19 years of age, it's all about getting him game time. And I mean, he's playing at a decent level. It's not as though he's playing Lowland League. He's playing second-tier Scottish football at the moment. But but, Simon Donnelly came from Queen's Park. I know they went... Uh, second tier at the time, but he came from Queen's Park, the last striker. Mal- remember when Malky Mackay came as Malcolm well from Queen's Park? Yeah. 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 Malky was working in, was a bank in Scotland or something? Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. Queen's Park. Yeah. Johnny Kenny, he's got a future in the B team. Is that harsh? It's <laughs> a difficult one to say. I thought he looked he, okay in the pre season games that we saw him in. Yeah. But Queen, Queen's Park is not scoring Strikers that don't score. Yeah, it's, it's not a good thing. No, talking to strikers that don't score. I'll be in a Yeti uh, centre forward. So is it? Sorry, did you say he does have a future, but not not with Celtic in the B first team. team? In the B team, until, yeah. until what time? Because you really feel that B team out, don't we? I mean? And I, I think maybe that's what he was bought for. And yeah, if he's not scoring for Queens Park, if he comes back because it's B team, he's not coming back for first team. If he's not scoring for Queens Park, no, I would agree with that. I'll be in a Yeti. He's now twenty-five years of age. Still again. Lawn's time on his side uh, playing for Sturm Graz in the Austrian top tier he's been in amongst the goals he's got three goals and 12 appearances um, but I just don't know if, in fact I don't think he would fit into an Ange Postacoglu team I can't see him he, for me he's not at the same level as the aforementioned Kyogo and Yakamakis. he's not he's not in the same kind of bracket as those two players for me even after those goals away in Betis even all, after all that, even after all yeah, that, I, mean, I would agree with you. I think we're a striker sort. It's good to know that we've got a left-sided centre half coming in. I think we need to bring a striker, but I'd be extremely disappointed if it was someone of a yeti. And we so, can't speak yeah, about he's off, he's off skate. We can't speak about Albia Yeti without talking about uh, Ivan Tony, who was the other guy that we had in our sights. Um, and it just, you know, I look at the situation that we had there, Lawrence, right, and. If you were to look at the, the the in-depth data of both of those players, right, and you were to put it up on a big OHP or even on, you know on a on a whiteboard, 
um, it doesn't really matter where you put it, it was stark. You know, if, if you brought anybody in to say, which of these players do you buy, right? Yeah. Every single one of them would have gone for, for Tony, right? So it's no behind sight. The stats are there for all to view. So I look at that and I think, right, was the issue the transfer fee and did Celtic see it as too much of a risk and buying him from the, the division he was playing in at that time in English football for that price? Was that the big key decision maker? Was that the game changer for Celtic? Is that why we went for a Yeti? It's a bit of a strange one. Ayeti was someone, you know, he'd done well to get his move to West Ham and then his career had stalled. Mm-hmm. His, Tony, his career was obviously on the up and up, you know, he was still progressing. And as you say, why would you choose one over the other? Certainly, we seem to be doing a transfer business differently now, thank goodness. It's just yeah. completely mystifying, isn't it? You know, to say, well, that's a risk. I suppose people say that, you know, when they're signing players from us. So, you know, you need to take that into account. I suppose you need to judge him on his stats, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, we've got nine players out on loan. Um, and the other one is Liam Shaw. Liam Shaw came in. I think he was a legacy signer. I, I can't see Hans Porsogoglu having much to do with him or Urugide. He's only 21. He's had a wee bit of uh, game time at Motherwell last season. He's now at Morecambe. So he's played, so let me have a look at that. He's played 11 games for Morecambe. He only played two for Celtic, eight for Motherwell. So he's, he's getting game time. But he's in a third-tier English football. Lawrence, I can't see this fella having a future at Celtic. No, no future, mate, I think. But I've only went with one, one as a future. But, uh, uh, you've got Adam Montgomery. Um, yes. And I think, is there a question mark over Mikey Johnson? Question mark over Mikey. Uh, I'd love to see him come back. And it's going to, it depends who we're still going to win. So, he seems to be getting back in the form. He just said, you know, he looks to be playing a bit freer. He's, he's mm-hmm. back amongst the goals and assists. But, yeah, you know, you've got Forrest, Abada, Mayeda, Jota, you know. Paxabanovic. Paxabanovic as well. So, yeah, we're, yeah. we're fairly well covered, aren't we? So, Saying that, if he ends up with 30 goals and 30 assists, you'd be definitely back. <laughs> well, it's that kind of um, performance level that you would be, obviously, it would catch the manager's eye. Uh, Feed the Bear, welcome back to the show. Feed the Bear, looking forward to the Madrid game, and especially the fans that have travelled. Hope they have a great time. Just hope we get out with a decent scoreline. Now, um, who we got out there? We've got Colin Watt out in Spain. Hopefully, I'm not giving anybody, getting anybody into trouble if they've maybe called in sick at work. I'm not sure. I've been. I've not been told otherwise. Declan's over there. Who else is over there, Lawrence? Natasha. Natasha. Yeah. The, the jungle. John. Maybe David Slate as well. That's quite a few over. Um, quite a few over at the get JP. JP's. Ah, yeah, of course. Aye, he's over there as well. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Feed the bear. You always think about these. Um, these away trips. Uh, you think about the the commitment that that requires, Lawrence, from the fans going over there. The cost, the you know, the juggling, the home life, the the work life, and everything else to go and watch Celtic and represent Celtic while you're over there. You know, I always take my hat off to that. Part of the the magic, uh, I think, tomorrow night because it's a game that's obviously there's no much to play for other than pride, Lawrence. But you, you look at the fans, don't you? You look at the performance of the fans as much as you do on the park on nights like tomorrow night. Yeah. Listen, you want them to go over there, have a good time, and hopefully we get a result. You know, I think have we been unlucky? But definitely, you know, we've scored two goals in one OG. Is that? I can't remember how many chances, mate. So uh, I saw 
I think it was Alan's, you know, Celtic have got the, the worst return from their XG. We, we, we need to be, be, be scoring some, and the pressure's going to be off them somewhat, you know, because we, we know we can't qualify or anything, there's not too much riding on it. Yeah. Enjoy yourself, isn't it? I'm just going to say, well, look, show people what you can do in this stage, you know, because hopefully we'll be back there next year. And, you know, doing the world are good to get a result over there. Oh, just, yeah. I was going to ask you, do we dare to dream, Lawrence? But I think Ange has instilled that in us. You know, you're only limited by your own beliefs, aren't you? So, you know, if you, if you, you don't believe you can win, you probably, you're going to fulfil that, aren't you? So you've got, you've got to believe you can win. You've got to believe that you can get it in. We know, well, the thing is, we know we can create chances. We create them at mm-hmm. home against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Vinny Junior, Vinicius Junior. I've mentioned him a few times. Absolutely astonishing player uh, scored against us at Celtic Park. And the quote that really stood out for me, I think it was yesterday, Lawrence was uh, he said, "I am not sure Celtic's position in the group reflects their quality." And that, that's what we're saying. That's what Alan Morris is Morrison's saying. You know, we have yes. created the chances. You would expect us to score more goals in every single game based on the chances created, but we just haven't done that. And it's 7.2 goals we're meant to have. However, you get the point to I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah. To, that's for us to score, not including the OG, you know. So mm. You're right, but not there? It's both strikers had hit hit the heights of last season. You'd say Kyogo's back in form, yeah, Marcus is looking sharp, even though I missed penalty. I think we can forgive him for that, can't we? Yeah, we can, because obviously my, my take on that, before I bring up uh, a couple of more comments, my take on it is, yeah, the penalty aside, I don't think he fancies a plastic pitches, Lawrence. We had a bit of a go at the, the big fell after the Alawa game. I thought he was really poor that, that night. Um, and when I was watching him at the weekend, I just didn't feel as though the, the retention was there for Yakimakis. I think that's one of the best parts of his game. The ball sticks. He's, a, he's an out ball. The ball sticks. He's able to uh, play others in or win a free kick. He wasn't getting any of that right. Uh, the ball seemed to be bouncing awkwardly for him and bouncing off his leg and off his knee, etc. And, I, you know, was that in Angie's thought process when he picked the team? Because, you know, before the game, a lot of the comments we were getting is uh, they were surprised, a lot of the viewers, that uh, Kyogo started over him. Is it maybe something as simple as that? The surface doesn't suit the big man? Could be, because against Alou, was I think he lost the ball 14 times, didn't he? It was, you know, it was almost like second touches a tackle in that game. Yeah. So, so maybe he doesn't like the plastic pitches. I mean, no, I don't like them. I just think they're terrible. They, you know, the club's definitely the money. You know, I know they say, oh, they've been outlawed in Dutch football, have they not? I'm pretty yeah. sure they've been. Yeah, they, so we shouldn't be here. You know, we're yeah. down at uh, all fun greats. You know, Burnley's down at uh, Avon Meadow. What a grass park they had. You know, junior football teams get them decent grass parks. There's no reason. Oakley United, decent park. That was a decent park as well. Oakley United. That was the last game we played. And that would have been. Uh, was that two years ago? Was it two it years just, ago? Yeah, just before COVID. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Was there. Tom Boyd, Simon Weir, Rudy, Rudy Vata, what's Rudy? Frank McGarvey, doesn't he? Rudy. 
Yeah, uh, it keeps me in check, that's for sure. I you sometimes do get wee text messages making sure you're you're still uh, losing weight and all that stuff. I'm thinking 43, I've been retired for about 25 years. I've been retired a lot longer than I played football, let's put it that way. Um, Red Scotland, hail, hail troops. I am looking forward to this World Cup, even though it's autumn and without some of our Celtic players. My favourite time of a World Cup is the first fortnight with all the group games. It was always a, a really exciting thing for me um, growing up. I don't know if if you lose that, just naturally getting older and a wee bit more uh, grumpy and all that kind of stuff and less excited about things, Lawrence. But I just, you know, the, the magic of the World Cup's not quite there for me as it used to be. And, uh, you know, as much as I would like to see Celtic players involved, when I seen that news this morning, I was kind of thinking, you know what, it's a decent rest for them. I think the inciting of the World Cup, it was coupled with it being during the school holidays and you've been able to watch every game that was on the telly. You, you, you know, you had the spare time to do that. No, it's not as much fun when those games on that you can't get time off of work for to watch or whatever. So I think maybe balance with that. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not fussed either way, mate, to be honest. With the World Cup, I watched some of the games. But... You know, are the boys really getting a rest because they're going to be going out to Sydney? I saw the Sydney Sports Club they celebrated their 40th, raising a fortune for charity. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they think in Perth, Western Australia, that they've got their anniversary coming up as well. But how much a rest are they going to get? They're going to be travelling over to Australia. That's got to take, it, take it out of them, isn't it? I don't know. I've seen pictures of Sean Ryder coming. Was that? We've got three games over there. Is it two games guaranteed? Or is it three games guaranteed? I'd need to check that, actually. Um, but I did see pictures of Sean Ryder coming out of the jungle on a show. He looked the best he's ever looked. Um, so I don't know if it's good, bad, or indifferent. Sean William Ryder. Sean William Ryder. Yeah, yeah. I'll be sharing a wee stage with him, actually, in a few weeks' time. Again, if you fancy coming along to Glasgow to watch the um, Sean William Ryder audience with and ask him, the legendary figure, a question please do so. We're doing it at the BAD. Uh, BAD is art and design. 15 quid a ticket. Still a few left. No, not many, I've got to say. But- Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. I've got uh, Keith Oakden coming in. Welcome back. You are a Celtic fan in Plymouth. I was at the first leg at Celtic Park against Real Madrid. What a game. What an atmosphere. George McCluskey was a magnificent player and a great Celtic team. He was brilliant, wasn't he? When you look at the, I mean, Real Madrid, Ajax, as a young player scoring those big, big goals. Yeah. McCluskey was a talent. Who did he leave for? Was it Leeds United eventually? I can't remember. I think it was Leeds was United. Where did he go, mate? He's still oh, in the park, isn't he? Still yes. Yeah. I've seen him, I seen him uh, a few times last season, actually, up there. I was going to ask you a question um, about the, the fact that we've got a scenario around Lee Griffiths where obviously he's been training at Livy and now the reason I'm asking you even though I spoke about it yesterday you've spoken to him fairly recently Lee yep. Griffiths um, and it was he was in that kind of where he's still in that period where he's between clubs he's in a bit of Scottish football purgatory what kind of vibe did you get from him when you spoke to him Lawrence did you think was, was he feeling 
still upbeat. This was before he went to Australia, wasn't it? You spoke to him. Yeah, it was before he went to Australia. So I wouldn't, you know, he was happy to you know, have a chat, have a chat about Celtic and football and, and what was going on, but I didn't get an upbeat vibe off of him. And, you, you know, we know he's got his struggles and, yeah, hopefully, you know, he gets somewhere. You think he could do a job out in the States or maybe in the Emirates? You think somebody would want a goal scorer of, of his talent, mate? But it's just, it's kind of a sad way for his career to end. You know, I suppose the last two years of it were blighted by his illness. So, mm. a definite loss, you know, if he could have stayed fit. You know, under Ronnie, 40 goals in a season. Would he have suited Ange Paul? I think he would have done, you know, a fit Lee Griffiths. He was full of running, wasn't he? He was an absolute Keep- pest of defenders. Gave him a 12-month contract, so Ange obviously thought he might have fitted his system. Yeah, but, yeah. Here you go, well, though, Lawrence, right? How did you go over those illnesses, mate? I, I know, I know. And, and I, I mean, listen, I just think that you look at the scenario, right? Ange comes in, he gives two players a 12-month deal. One of them was Tony Ralston, who, at that point, what had he achieved in his football career? One of them was Lee Griffiths. Look at the name And look at them now. Look at them now. Yeah, but you know... That, that comes down to, as much as the problems that, that Lee Griffiths has had, it does come down to application attitude, you know, yeah, as but, well. You know, do I have some sympathy for Lee? Yeah, you know, application and attitude, how much is that affected by his illness? You know, and it, I, I don't know, you know, if he's ever going to be free, free of it or not, but, uh, you know, just what a waste of his career, you know, at the end of it because of that. Uh, yeah, no, forty goals, one season to second choice striker the next. Uh, then obviously affected the illness and his career just didn't, didn't go anywhere after that. Did it? it was just all downhill and free fall. You know, absolutely. He, he's got to be looking to finish with two or three years left in him somewhere. It doesn't look as though it's going to be Scottish football, Lawrence. That's for sure. Um, Angelo Tyro. Uh, confirmed Sydney FC and Everton I thought that but I'm not sure if the system will allow us to play a third game I'll need to have a look at that I won't be in Sydney in actual fact Ryan Kelly comes in and says if uh, most of the acts from crew are in Madrid who is on the rest of the week's bulletins that's a great question Ryan that's a fantastic question well, um, some might be flying home hopefully tonight or surely they'll be back for Thursday and Friday maybe it's just tomorrow you need to worry about I think uh, Kevin Big John are still on for tomorrow. Um, JP might dial in from wherever he is on Thursday. And then we're back to Laura, et al, Brian, etc. on Friday. So we'll be fine, Ryan. We'll be fine. But if you want fancy joining us, give us a shout. Um, I also want to talk about uh, the the fact that we've got you know Jota uh, coming back into the side, Lawrence, right? And we all know what he can do. Um, he comes in, he scores a goal. Uh, he looks up for it, his usual self, full of life, fully, you know, you know, and you think the confidence that he must have got by being in that kind of long squad, the, the, the long list, if you like, for the Portugal World Cup um, yeah. squad also. Is he the type of player that you go into tomorrow night's game and you throw him in? Now, we don't know exactly. He's fit. He must be fit. He wouldn't be on the bench if he wasn't fit to play. Do you throw him in tomorrow night? I would, starting 11. Yeah, it's someone that I think Andrew will have long-term plans for in the team to develop, won't he? And it's games at the highest level that's going to develop him the furthest, you know, testing himself against the best players. 
So yeah, I'd get him in a starting eleven. I definitely would, and I think that he's a, one of these guys that some people have said he's not been at his best in Europe. I think he's done enough so far. I think the ones that have come to my mind, Lawrence, that need a big performance, and listen, if it happens tomorrow, great, are people like Kyogo and Abada. Um, anybody else that you would put in that bracket? Players that we know what they've done for us domestically, and you would have expected that to translate on a European stage. Some might have been um, surprising with, the, with their performances, a la Greg Taylor. I thought, I think Greg's had fantastic games in Europe. Yeah. Um, Abada and Kyogo, kind of star main, haven't been as as good. You know, any other players that you would put in that bracket? Yeah, anyone that's had a shot or go <laughs> going by the stats, really, isn't it? You know, uh, so I suppose Mayeda that chance against Madrid. Yeah, he's expecting to bury it. Yakimakis his goal very well, but you know his numbers in Scotland. You'd expect him to have more than one goal, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think we've all said it. It's, it's missed chances, isn't it? But, it's, it's putting the ball in the net. That's not this. So, actually, probably someone that unusually obviously is out injured. I, th- I thought McGregor's not been the best in, in Europe for us. You know, he had a couple of mistakes, which really unlike him. You know, that led to goals. But, uh, I thought he was good against Real Madrid in the first game, though. Yeah, no, it, 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 it was decent, but it's, it's unusual for him to make mistakes. You know, he's got such a high level of performance, isn't it? It's unusual for him to make a mistake that would lead to a goal. I think he'd done it a couple of times. So, yeah, I wouldn't expect that from him. But, yeah, it's in front of goal. It's putting the ball in the back end. It's hers. Definitely so. has. Uh, Robert Highland actually brings up John McCluskey, which was uh, George McCluskey's older brother. John made his debut for Celtic. Correct me if I'm wrong, Robert. I think he was 16 years of age. You know, there was a group of players around about that time. I think Brian McLaughlin, the first super, he made his debut at 16 as well. And it shows you the quality of these players. By the time I think John was 18, he had retired from football due to a rare blood disorder. Um, but, you know, they reckon he was top, top drawer in terms of his ability. And obviously his wee brother came through and played um, for Celtic with some style. And there's a story actually around the jersey. that Ajax top. Yes, the Ajax top. And I think John... Right, we're going to go back in time here. Coal fires with a fire guard. Remember the fire guard, and every so often you'd get a spark of coal coming at the fire and landing on the carpet and burning it and all that carry on. So you actually had this fire guard. Seems bizarre, eh? And um, John McCluskey thought it was a good idea to dry the Ajax top by laying it on the fire guard, and obviously it melted, and that was it. Jersey gone forever. Well, so, so that was Christ, because no one would swap it. George, That's right, you were in a interchange. He was like, yeah, some, and no one would swap him. It was uh, Croy was getting a massage. I kind of looked up and went, yeah, McCluskey, I was swapping you. Yeah, probably sitting there having a cigarette at the time. Um, we've had a wee chat about the Yakimakis penalty, but uh, the big fella and the bad have been in the news this morning, Lawrence, in relation to the fact that we are in discussions with them for improved contracts. So we're in improved contract talks with both of them. That coincides with something Steve McGowan was saying, um, who's a very, very good source when it comes to Celtic, in relation to Juranovic and the likelihood that there's going to be more interest in him come January. Are Celtic looking ahead to quite a lot of interest, I'm guessing, in January and trying to get players who maybe there has already been interest in and getting them on better deals? Is that why we're looking at Abada and looking at Yakamakis early doors? So I think last time we were on, 
we were chatting about where were we shot in the transfer window, we were saying centre half and striker. <laughs> and after that, it's really now it's about score management, isn't it? It's keeping people happy or extending deals, players you want to either increase their transfer value for the fact that they've got longer contract or, or, or keep them happy or keep them for longer. So, Juranovic is 28. Is it 29? 28, 29? 28, yeah. So, if it's a decent World Cup, if we're ever going to have a sell on value, it's going to be there. You know, has Tosh identified a fullback? You know, right back? Because if we're talking about him, maybe Juranovic kind of fancies England or, or, or whatever. Maybe suit Celtic to get some money for him and, and reinvest it. So maybe we've got a, a right back identified somewhere. Uh, Avada and Yankamakis have got more time on their sides. So you'd want to tie them up for longer. If, if only increase any transfer fee. Because I think it's, uh, you know, it's down to the player if he wants to be here or not. I think Angie's made that clear, isn't it? But if, it, if, they, want, if they don't want to be here, we want to get top money for them. And the way to do that is having you know, a longer contract and, and better contract. Just so that you're aware, Lawrence, there are three stripes right across your face at this moment in time that are coming through your blinds. It's like, we won't talk about the the proposed fourth Adidas kit that might or might it not be released. Well, the thing is, I've just finished the book. Took me seven years, and then they're going to release another jersey. Come on now, mate. If we're going to do four strips every season, volume two is going to be out pretty quickly. Aye, I know, I know. Yeah, you know. Volume two, aye, it, it won't take long. Um, hopefully, we do need a reprint at some point. I'm going to bring this one up from Strange Love the Doctor. Welcome back to the show. I disregard anything an opposition manager or players say in the build up to a game. Maybe talking about uh, Vinnie Junior's chat. Prepare every time to face a competitor at its strongest and its best form. No complacency. I think we've got that in Ange, though. You know, every time he gets asked the question about even when going from a big game like tomorrow night to back to domestic, he always gets asked that question. How do you motivate the players? And he always gives the same answer. You know, he, he prepares for every game the exact same way. You know, he goes through the same process, obviously taking um, the opposition into account time and time again, showing them respect, going through our own processes um, and our own principles. And I think that we've been pretty happy with the outcome. Um, I was, one final thing I was going to ask you before you go, Lawrence Yukai or Yuki uh, Kobayashi is the latest name to be linked to Celtic. Some reports would suggest that it's a deal that's already been agreed. You were talking there about if Juranovic should leave, you know, the, the scouting team will already have, you know, recommendations for the gaffer. But it's quite clear the gaffer also has his own idea about players, isn't it? Bringing another one th- from Japanese football. Yeah. You know, it's worked for us so far. But I think... I suppose Gucci's the guy you could say he was unlucky with injuries and that tackle up, you know, I put him out. So, yeah, the, the, he's got the final say, hasn't he? But I'm sure he'll be saying to Toshin to me, you know, this is a style of player I like and maybe have a look at this guy putting through your metrics or whatever, go and watch him, get the report for me. But if he comes in, it's five centre-backs at the club. You know, I'd like to think we're going to keep Jens after his performance. Agreed, agreed. But I think five's probably one too many. So who who goes? I'd put Welsh out on loan for a year and get minutes. I, I think he, he really needs minutes to improve. I don't think he's going to get enough minutes staying at Celtic. And there's interest, we know that. There, there are teams interested in Stephen Welsh. I mean, you look at the success of some of the Scottish players over in Italian football. I think Lewis Ferguson scored another oh, yeah. goal yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Two in a row. Uh, Paddy Lavery, another brilliant 80s uh, reference. Lawrence looks like Adam Ant. 
He did. He did. You had that stripe right along your nose, um, stand and deliver, <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, there's a great George Best party on your avatar as well. I think there was some charity game. Tenery top. Ah, uh, the tenery top. Didn't that picture? That was behind the bar at Bears for years, wasn't it? George it, Best wearing the hoops. Yeah, with, uh, yes. Willie O'Neill was behind the bar as well. Mm-hmm. Used to be working yeah. it there and in the Georgic. Try to think who else used to be working it. Bertie. Bertie used to pull pints in there. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Kenny would have his press conferences in there. Oh, yeah. With Vida Reseth. Brilliant. What so you tell me to play that boy, wasn't it? Eh? I miss the Bears. Especially, you know, I, I never went before games. I used to go before gigs. That's when I went to the Bears. So, I've done some mornings early, eh, games or not games, but it was, or, or even just during the week. Just, just looking at the history eh, and the walls and the banners and everything. It was great. Nicotine stained pictures on the wall. Was brilliant. At one point, and I remember it, um, everything being auctioned off, right even down to the bar stools. You could buy your favourite bar stool from the Bairds. Um, fantastic. Blood stains included. Oh, absolutely. Uh, who knows what the stains were? Blood stains, did you see? <laughs> <laughs> yes. A few yeah. different stains. Altercations in there, shall we say? I bet. Uh, one of them was uh, between the barman or the proprietor and Mick Hucknell, who had the audacity to walk in wearing a Manchester United top and he was swiftly booted out the bar. Um, love that story, simpler hit. Not interested that you're one of the biggest bands in Britain. Out you go. Right, so thank you, Paddy, for sharing that picture. Uh, one of the greatest footballers from these uh, parts uh, in George Best, uh, an absolute Irish icon. Uh, wearing the hoops here, fantastic and uh, I've got to thank everybody for getting involved it's been a great week so far in terms of Celtic, the build up to Real Madrid, the pressure's off, I think we can go out there we can express ourselves Lawrence and um, I think we can come back with a bit of pride I I hope from the Bernabeu good luck to anybody who's out there at the game Um, as always you'll represent Celtic uh, only the way that we can and I've got to say once again Lawrence, an absolute pleasure thank you for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. 
mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at discounttire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.